Hello and welcome back to episode 73 of the Digital Theory Podcast. This is a show where three regular dudes talk about video games and assorted geekery. I'm the Rye Guy and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Mark and Micah. Welcome back, guys. It's been a little bit of a, t- a break for us, but... The Rye Guy. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I read the teleprompter. I so. love it. Uh, I anchormanned it. So <laughs> I nice. was going to say, yep, got to go all in. I mean, why not? I'll never be able to top 69, but yeah. hey, hey, look. doesn't stop you from trying. There's always 169. It's coming up. Yeah. 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 Another, another milestone. Another milestone. Hey, are we shooting for uh episode 100? Maybe to do a studio recording. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, All in favor. Say aye. 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 Agree. <laughs> So uh, we'll shoot for that. So yep. that gives uh, it will be live all, and in person, at least all, for us. All two fans that uh, yep. watch the show, yeah, that's kept with us. Shout out to the real ones. Yeah, shout uh, out to the real ones who stuck with us through. Uh, I guess we should call it. You know, a couple. It's been a couple weeks, right? Yeah, we took a little break. Yeah, you know, I was dying one week. Um, yeah, yep. you were traveling. Yep, I was riding roller coasters. Mark, yeah, Mark's just chilling. <laughs> Mark, Mark here living my best life. Mark graduated. Got to, got to pay, give credit where it's due. Mark finally joins us in the adult world. Yep. yep. Where, uh, how, how is it so far? You have Mark? no dreams, and uh, your future is bleak. Yeah, it's about like Micah just put it. Yep. <laughs> Everything you expected it would be the day after graduation. Now I will say I am still working part time at those hardware and. I do have to do some summer classes, but they'll be done in June. Um, but I am honestly like, as of right now, uh, the thought of only having to do work through the week and then having like after, I guess, five o'clock be my time and not have to worry about like homework or grades or tests or projects. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah. Yep. It's the one thing you get to look forward to. Yep. <laughs> That is, yes, that is the benefit because now you're going to start aching in places that you don't know were injured ever. And you'll just be walking and it yeah. will be injured. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I, uh, I, uh, pulled my back this week, twisting to pick up papers from the submission pile in my classroom <laughs> after weed eating my yard. So there it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping my body's different. I hope my I hope I'm hoping not, me and my Mark. body just have right a now. good understanding. <laughs> no, it'll betray you. Good to know I have lots to look forward to. Yep. 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 Oh, well, um, so we probably have a lot to catch up on. Maybe we don't. Um I didn't play a ton over the the downtime, but um a little bit. Looks like Mikey, you got quite a bit in. We can get yeah, I played later. a lot. Yeah, I played a lot. So, yeah, I haven't haven't had much time. Like I said I was I was out of town, and so I, I kind of fit in some gaming where I could. But it's adulting's a busy busy job. Yep. Yes, it is. Well, Mark, <laughs> you want to kick us off with some news this week? Sure. Um, I'm going to kick it off with. Uh, something that we've kind of talked quite a bit about. Um, someone, a fan, has 
uh, remade parts of Skyrim in um, Unreal 5. And it it looks like how I thought it looked 10 years ago when I first played the game. Um, <laughs> so they remade um, River Run, or sorry, Riverwood, um, which is uh, for the five people in the world that haven't played Skyrim is like one of the first locations you go to um, after you uh, kind of complete the intro to the game. Um, and if you just finally you're awake, I mean, how, I don't know Sorry. if there's any more, <laughs> any more of an iconic line in game at this point. Um, but there's, they, they don't have any NPCs um, at least that I saw in the video, um, which if you just Google Skyrim unreal five, you should be able to find it. Um, it's also on Reddit. But um, it looks wild. Um, the Riverwood looks amazing. Um, and then they also um, remade one of the watchtowers um, near Whiterun. And so it's kind of like one of the dilapidated old towers um, with ruins around it and stuff. And I don't know. This is the, the thought that, you know, Years from now, Bethesda games could just be looking like this. Pretty yeah, exciting. I'm, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, and, I'm, uh, I'm watching it as well. Yeah, it looks amazing. It is crazy to think that we thought games look like this. I know. It's it's weird. Like, Which makes weird. me wonder, like... How how is this going to look in the future? Yeah, exactly. I, uh, like, I've said it once. I've said it a hundred times. Next step has to be Nerve Gear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is getting to the point where... Like the fidelity of these graphics is pretty high. Like it's it's pretty amazing. Did you notice the smoke on that the fire in that video? Even? Yeah, I mean, just it looks real. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the, that uh, every every uh, uh, generation of graphics, but it this legitimately does look real. Yeah, and I, I don't know if they there's like some sound like. I think it's like the sawmill and then um, you might be able to hear the fire crackling, but um, and they may have just ripped it from the game. And my brain is like, wow, the graphics look great. And the sound sounds better. Um, yeah. You can hear the water like rushing. I was going to say like, it, it seems like even I, the audio is, is stepping it up. Well, I mean, they didn't have 3d audio technology. I mean, they had like surround sound and like they could, they could mimic surround sound and headsets, but they didn't have like legitimate 3D audio. Right. So, yeah, I'm telling you that that PlayStation headset that I've been using and Mike, I think you have it too. Yeah. Yeah. That thing amazing. is a game changer. Yes, it is. That's it's crazy. Uh, I know they say it like in the advertisements of that headset, but there's a couple times I was playing a game and I had to literally look behind me because it sounded like somebody said something behind me. Is a uh, cinema. Is that on PlayStation? Uh, it is, but I don't know if it's, I don't know if it has, um, 3d audio. I know it has like the headset mode, mm -hmm. but I wonder, I wonder, I mean, I guess it would work with the 3d audio because it's all done on the actual console. I need to test that out, Mark. I'll, I'll report back next week oh. with that. I'm gonna write that down. Yeah. You'll definitely have to let us know if it, um, if it's any different and yeah. I don't know how long I can. I probably won't be able to play the whole game. Like if it's if it's crazier than it was the first time, no thanks. Yeah, I mean that one's scary. <laughs> I was gonna say that one as it is out of the box is, is yeah. a trip. It was kind of a little scary. Um but yeah, this is I, I I'm 
the more I see about Unreal Five, there's also a video out there. Um, someone remade um, the Cyberpunk uh, world. That one, and then they remade um, an Oblivion Gate opening. Oh, okay. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, that one's pretty wild too. Which um, Bethesda, if you're listening, please, for the love of God, give us an Oblivion remaster. Yeah, and honestly, Bethesda, stop using your own engines. Like they're notoriously dog crap. So just don't do it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree there. I mean, sorry. Like you make great games, but your engine. If if the one thing that everyone, I mean, I don't know the. The one thing that it gives everyone that they can agree on is actually kind of fun is the bugs. And I feel like that's not that's true. It's not amazing. Like that's not it's what I would not. want my engine to be known for. No. It's known for being incredibly buggy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, the I just, watchtower just came up on the video and that looks nuts. Like just like the path. Like it mm-hmm. looks like a worn path. It's weird. So how long, I mean, do you guys think before this is, you know, really starting to roll out? In, in Stuff tr- that looks like this? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say, like, I would say the end of the console generation, because that's usually when you see a tech demo of, like, graphics like that, it doesn't look like this until the end of that of that generation. However, after playing the Matrix experience and actually seeing it running on like a pretty rudimentary version of the engine, we might not be that far away. Yeah, um, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. I mean, I don't think it'll be next year, but I do think it's kind of telling that. I mean, Gotham Knights um, just canceled their Xbox One and PS4 release um, to focus on the PS5 and Series X hardware. Smart move. Smart move. There was another game too. Um, I'd have to go back and look, but it's one that. Um, oh, it was the new. Um, I think it's the new Test Drive game, canceled. Uh, their Xbox One and PS4 um, editions as well. It, it's it's time, man. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We got to focus on the future. Yeah, but I, I think we're gonna slowly start seeing that. You know what I mean? Like when when Mike, you say end of the generation. But I think we're going to progressively get there quickly. I think so, too. Like, it feels like – it doesn't feel like these consoles have been out as long as they have. And we have we don't really have many games. And what's crazy is weird. there's still, like, shortages. Yeah. and But they're also talking about, like, the next, like, mid-console or mid-generation refresh. Yeah. Like, Sony just filed a patent. And it's like, come on, guys. Like, people can't even buy your base consoles yet, and you're already redesigning <laughs> it, and they're going to make it better. Yeah, well, it's been it's been a while though. I know it's weird. It's <laughs> it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but it certainly has. What a time to be alive! I know, weird. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, what do you fellas got? Well, Mark, I feel like we probably need to talk about one more of your story just to get it out of the way. Okay. Because it's super sad for me yeah. personally, and I'm sure it was sad for you. I think I know which one you were referring to. Yeah. Does it have to do with Starfield? Yep, it does. Yes. Yeah, so um, this was actually announced, I believe, um, last week, but obviously we um, were MIA last week. Um, yeah. but this is something I feel like we definitely had to cover. Um, 
So Starfield has officially been delayed, as has um the other their other game, Redfall, which Redfall, yeah. I uh to be honest, I hadn't heard about this one, but it deals with vampires, so it might be kind of sick. Yeah. Um, but I'm I was disappointed. I mean, I haven't really kept up with the development of Starfield, to be honest with you. Um, but apparently this wasn't that big of a shock to um a lot of people. Um you know. I think I'm more surprised if a game actually comes out on time now. That's true. That's a good point, Ryan. <laughs> Ever yeah. since COVID, it's like if it actually comes out on time, I'm I'm more surprised. Well, and I'm I'm worried that now game devs are just going to be like, I, I think delays aren't you know the sentiment as of right now. I think is still majority. Um, a delayed game can be good a rushed game is never good yeah or, or it takes a lot longer to recover i mean look at cyberpunk um yeah that's a good point good point but uh i think that narrative can only can only carry them so far i mean um and the article that actually I, i'm using for that i really wanted to talk about um which is coming from Dinner geek um david jaffe is that how you pronounce his name the creator of god of war um, uh i don't know i'll, I'll trust you on that one he uh, has come out and is taking aim at Phil Spencer um, over a lot of this. And uh, Simon, <laughs> Phil, come on. Yeah, um, actually, I, so he has a, I guess he has a podcast as well. Um, and so I watched the part where he was covering this, uh, you know, talking about Starfield. And he kind of cites um, uh, Halo Infinite's uh, numerous delays and then that it still came out with several problems and it's not all the way patched or you know it's not where i wouldn't say it's where people want it um and um he kind of argued that spencer is taking on too many responsibilities and you know they keep hyping up their lineup and then uh you know with starfield and and uh, acquiring activision blizzard um and then you know look how many games yeah. of theirs are getting delayed or pushed back and all the he he i think the, the vibe i got is that he really feels like all phil spencer has going for me right now is that he's a he's kind of like a visionary and game pass was um kind of like a revolutionary thing but now that's kind of like where they're just spinning their wheels as game pass yeah now they're um, stuck yeah so um he kind of was harsh on phil spencer um, at one point he told him he needed to go to therapy um dang yeah <laughs> coming um, for him dang so uh but he does say that they don't need they they should not fire spencer which I agree with. Um, he just needs I, to maybe stick, take a step back, get some perspective. Yeah, and he, I, I do kind of agree with him though that it's like it's getting a little ridiculous that you know you buy up all these studios and, and you constantly have nothing or very lackluster products to show for it. <laughs> yeah, mm. calling them so, out. Yeah, I mean it's true. I mean it's not. There's not many games that come out that is a you know xbox exclusive that's that's been blowing me out of the water yeah i mean and i mean i'm a, i'm kind of of the mindset that if i want to play a good solo player quality story experience i'm going nintendo or playstation i mean it's like not yeah. even a question yeah. um and i i think they both nintendo and sony both have a a little bit of an advantage that they've kind of that's kind of like what they've made at least in recent times, it's kind of what they made their names on. Right. Um, whereas Xbox is, I think, fully dove into the idea of, you know, everyone being connected. Your PC is your Xbox. Your Xbox is your laptop. Right. I mean, it's 
and I think I, th- I just think they have a lot on their plate and I think that their games are kind of suffering. Yep. I agree. And I, I personally, I mean, I know we talked about this before. I, I, I'm not a fan of the acquisitions that all these companies are doing. And I, I don't think that that's enough really. I mean, you can't just buy Bethesda. No, they got to make something. Yeah. I mean, who cares if you own obsidian or Bethesda, if they're not, yeah, it's not putting anything out. If they're like, yeah, we're working on something, but uh, we'll let you know in like seven years. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, cool. You like, you're you're working on, you're doing your job. I mean, cool. Yep. yep. But I agree. I'm with you on that. Yeah, it's disappointing, not surprising. Yeah. So I mean, but you know, it's not be a total downer. I mean. I was kind of happy that Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed because it gave me more time to beat Breath of the Wild. And this <laughs> yeah, this gives me more time to just build a better PC for Starfield, I guess. That's true. That's true. I am excited to see the gameplay. I think it's next month. Yeah, I am. I am excited to, you know, see a little bit further peek behind the curtains. Yeah. Uh, Cause, yeah. Because as of right now, this is the one AAA game that I would say I am very much looking forward to like it's the biggest one on my radar right now right i i just need to see some gameplay it's kind of worrying i haven't seen any gameplay it's like come on guys show show me something yeah in that teaser trailer there may have been gameplay in that but they didn't say any of it was so yeah and you know i feel like it it's hard to i mean teaser trailers are great and all and the little you know being drip fed content here and there is cool and it definitely will, you know, get your hype up a little bit. But I don't know. In this day and age, after a certain point, you know, yeah, you got to give me a little something more. Yep, I agree. But are any of us really surprised? No, nah. <laughs> no, not not really. No. Disappointed, but but uh, expected it. Yeah, I mean, I've basically already accepted I'll be 45 before Elder Scrolls 6 comes out. <laughs> yeah, so. tell me about it. We'll be on Unreal Engine 7. Yeah, I mean, at least then, it, I mean, at least it'll look good, I guess. It might be Nerve Gear by then. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that it's going to be Unreal. It's probably going to be something completely different. Yeah. If uh, if there's a Nerve Gear Elder Scrolls game in my lifetime, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I might just move into the Nerve Gear. Get, get trapped in there on purpose. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, Bethesda would be asking me to take the nerve gear off. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, <laughs> I had to kick you out. <laughs> I had to, like you Brick know, it. timers. Yeah. It'd be like a, they have to set like an eight hour timer to make you like open your human eyes and go outside. I, dude, I wonder if that would be weird. I mean, if it ever happens, you just play a game for, I don't know, three hours that you're literally in the universe for. And then like you take it off, you take it off and you're in reality. I mean, VR already messes would, with people. It would probably would. If I'm sure it would. Like it would have to, because you could, you could literally like spend a day and a night in a game, and then wake up and it only be like three hours later in real life, and you'd be like, oh my god, what what <laughs> have I become? Be weird. Yeah. Maybe time won't seem to fly by as fast anymore. We'll get a new appreciation for but a then, 24 hour but day. But then here's the problem. At what point do you start thinking that the real world time is false and the and the virtual world time is real? That is true. I mean, there are people who think that we are living in a simulation yeah. now. Anyway, that's like a third. That's like a third level, and that would really mess my brain up. Yeah, you guys are getting in too deep. Yeah, 
Ryan said, pull up, pull up. Yeah. 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 You get in that hole too deep. You can't get out of it. (laughs) Time will tell. Time will tell. But, uh, Micah, you do have a story um, that I actually, I kind of cheated and took a little peek at earlier. Oh. But (laughs) I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. So I'm assuming you're talking about spirit tea. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So spirit tea looks amazingly sick. Uh, it is a uh, crowdfunded uh, game um, by an indie dev named Dan Beckerton. And he described this game spirit tea as uh, a kind of a, a mashup of Stardew Valley, Harvest Moon, Animal Crossing, and then like, studio ghibli anime films like spirited away and my neighbor uh, totoro um and it looks it looks amazing so imagine stardew valley um but instead you're like an author who moves out to the countryside to try and like finish your book uh, only to find out that where you've moved in is like haunted with like supernatural spirits and like japanese kami and and other like crazy supernatural beings um, and in order to like calm down the spirits and, and send them on their way, you have to renovate a tea house um, and basically like run a tea house. So like harvest your, your uh, ingredients, make stuff, um, clean the towels, make sure the water is hot. And then you put the little ghosts and stuff in the bathhouse, but you got to make sure that the spirits are with like spirits they're compatible with. And if you make them happy enough, then they can like move on. Yeah, looking that does. at it, I'm I'm kind of wondering how they got away with some of this. Yeah, yeah, I I so I didn't read your article. I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to take it all away, uh, all You're the good. all the wonder <laughs> away. Um, but I did look it up on Steam, and the the bathhouse and all of that. I mean, it looks straight out of, um, uh. Uh, spirited away yeah uh, yeah i mean it's yeah it's it's like they just said oh that looks great i can make that <laughs> in pixel version i'm here for it yeah look i i think it looks amazing i think it looks like one of those games that i would just play and just feel happy the entire time i play it yeah this is one of those that'll just kind of like sneak up on you and like wreck yep. your life exactly so if you had to pick which one you're looking forward to more, would you go with this one or Haunted Chocolatier? Well, you know my answer because of <laughs> how much of a weeb I am. So it's definitely this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm such a I'm a huge fan of Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli that like getting all these combined is like the best thing ever. Um, like, for example, uh, I finally decided on my first tattoo and i'm getting a princess mononoke tattoo uh nice that's got the it's got the little uh, kodama from the the forest a little spirit little forest spirits um so yeah like ghibli is my jam so this i feel like i could hopefully this game comes out on switch i can just like take it with me and whenever I, i'm like stressed out i'll just pull it out and play a little i thought the same game. thing is um it's definitely going to be one of those. I I'm definitely buying it on PC, and if it has a Switch release, I'll definitely buy it on Switch. Yeah, hey, you know what? 
could do a Steam purchase and then a Steam Deck. There you Ooh, go. There you go. There you go, Ryan. Yeah. Now Ryan's out now here you're playing thinking. chess while we're sitting here playing checkers. Exactly. That's right. Um, but it looks so good. It just looks like a happy game. Yeah, which um, I got to be honest. The first time I watched Spirited Away, way less happy feelings. Than oh, I yeah, that's a, no, that's a super depressing <laughs> anime. But uh, it does have, I mean, the message is accurate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, super depressing. Yeah, I, I was literally like me and my buddy watched it. And, um, and we were like, yo, like we've heard so much. Everybody loves, uh, is his name No Face? Yeah, that's also going to be my second tattoo is No Face. I thought about getting him tattooed on one of my fingers for a yeah. while. Oh, um, that'd be cool. But uh, yeah, I was like, this movie's going to be so good and it's going to just be happy and I'm going to just rob this guy. Yeah, like he literally like <laughs> his mouth was so freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Like he he's not a bad guy, but he's incredibly scary. Yeah, like that. I, w- I literally felt uneasy the whole time yeah. I watched it. But I think you're supposed to. Like, I think he's just, you know, he's doing his job, but his job is, you know, not something people look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, but excellent movie. Um, not to get too, you know, carried away or off topic, but I also just recently recently watched My Neighbor Totoro for the first time. And yeah. again, weird movie when you go into it expecting one thing and yep. it's totally different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Princess Mononoke was the same way for me. Like I didn't expect it to get so violent. I haven't seen that one. Oh, bro. Um, you've got to see it. Like, I'm so, dang. Now I'm sad. I said that, but you're no, gonna, no, you're, you're good. Start and you're going to be like, okay, all right. All right. I get it. And then at the end, you're going to be like, oh my God, <laughs> what happened? Yeah. I mean, it sounds just like a studio Ghibli film that yep. you don't really know how you got there, but yeah, but at the end, you're like, oh, I've learned something, but yep, I've lost a piece of myself along yep. the way. Here we are now. Yeah, I have, I've, I've grown a little bit, but yep, not the way I was expecting. No, not at all. <laughs> but yeah, that game, it looks sick. Definitely want to keep on the radar. It's already on my wish list, actually. Yep, yep, I'm adding it to it. I, uh, it came out today. The um, article and and the video, the little teaser video, and just watching the video is just. It looks so good. It says it should be out soon, right? I was going to ask, when is the release? Uh, That's 22. Yeah, that's that's all it says right now is coming 2022. So uh, I'm going ahead and just venture a guess. It's going to be the last quarter uh, and uh, maybe even 2023 (laughs) if we just keep going the way we're going. Well, speaking of just kind of relaxing games, can we just take a second to talk about the unpacking game? Have you guys seen that? No. Let me look so it, it's, it has won a ton of awards this year and last year. But essentially, I keep seeing it advert, like pop up. Basically, you unpack like you're moving. Like you, it's, like oh. a, it's like a puzzle game. It's supposed to be very relaxing. Man, that sounds stressful to me. It sounds yeah, really horrifying. I, I, I know. <laughs> everybody hates to move, right? Yeah. But this game literally like you it puts boxes in rooms and you like just unpack it. That doesn't Well, the fact that I guess that I'm not having to like physically decide where stuff goes, I guess that would 
I could do that. But oh my God, like some of these screenshots are kind of giving me anxiety. Like, yeah, if you, these rooms are small. Have you, like, if you go to their actual website, unpackinggame.com, you can see all the awards that this thing has won. And I'm like, how did it get these? It might be like a case of uh, it takes two. Just a little hidden gem. Or I guess starts off as a hidden that, gem. Well, that's what it's looking like. like wow. If you look on uh, Steam, Holy it's got crap, dude. very positive reviews. I mean, look at all these awards. Yeah, it's nuts. Man, it won a ton at the BAFTAs and the Dice Awards, Game there, Developer Awards. Is there a story? I don't oh. think there is. I think it literally the puts Webbies. boxes in a room. Steam Awards, Independent Game Festival, Glad Media Awards, Bit Summit. Like, wow. Well, maybe it is because it says over the over the course of eight house moves, you are given the chance to experience a sense of intimacy with a character you never see and a story you're never told. Yeah, it says, yeah, discover a character's story through the items that come with her to each new home and the items that get left behind. Interesting. It says meditative gameplay. With no timers or scores. It's so bizarre. Sounds pretty unique. Like, Got to give it that. Like, yeah, so it's just like chill. Just chilling them, unpack a bunch of boxes. I don't get it. Yeah, like I said, it kind of gives me a slight bit of anxiety looking at some of these rooms. I can't believe people pay to do this. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they, do the people that play this game know that they can like actually go be like <laughs> yeah, professional you can, you movers? Can do this. You can get, like, you make real money. money. Yeah, like good money. Uh, it is currently on sale for fifteen ninety nine. If you guys just, you know well, get a wild hair and want to mark, it is also as of May eleventh available in the PlayStation Store. Yeah, I, I did see that was the one thing I saw was that it was a big deal that it was coming to PlayStation. Yeah, whenever it's also they coming that. to it's also coming to Switch. It does ah, look like a Switch game. Pack pack on the go. Wow, that now I could see this for the Switch. I can't see it. I, I I'm just I'm not with there. you, Ryan. It's just, I don't know if I'm no hate out there to anyone who loves this game. And it, I guess I won awards for reasons, but I'm getting to the point now where it's like if any game that I really want to play, I've got to have, I got to have a story. Like that's like, I, that's one thing that like draws me back in is just actually caring about like the characters or the events that are happening. And I, I know this one says that you, it has a story, but like, you don't it, it also says you don't see the character or the story so i feel like this is a good game for uh, i'll create a new category of games this is a uh, a flight game an in-flight game you're on an hour flight this is this is what you do see i think i would just play tetris fair enough i'm with mark it's got a, it's got a, a sick beat to it tetris this almost looks like a yeah. mobile game too Oh, yeah, it does like a mobile game. But you know what? I uh, Like I said, you got to give it to him. That's that's a unique idea. It is unique. Yes. And I wish all the success to the game devs. We need, we need more unique games these days. I don't yep. disagree with that. Uh, Everything is just... Uh, I think we've entered the basic bitch era of gaming. I mean... I agree. It's we're getting to that point where everyone still like the same. Yeah, I mean, at the time in 2011 when Skyrim came out, sure you could argue it was Oblivion reskinned. I mean, I wouldn't agree with you, but 
I'm sure you could make I mean, that argument. You can make the argument, but I'm with you. I don't I don't think that holds water. But these days, I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2 online, online, yeah, is GTA reskin. It's GTA online with less stuff to do. Yeah. And I mean, to me, Madden is NHL with a football. Yep. I mean, I like NHL. I think NHL is the better game these days, but I, I don't know. I just think everyone in their grandmas playing GTA online these days. And I, everything's just going to be bland if you're just a P, if everything's going to appeal to the masses. Man, Mark's going in this yeah. week. Oh, I agree. yeah. I've, I agree, I had, though. I had a Sam Adams before the, uh, before the recording. <laughs> Loosen it up. <laughs> yeah. Get it loose. Oh, Loosey well, goosey. It's like uh, there's no soul to a lot of these games. Yeah. So unpacking may not be my cup of tea, but. Look, you know Mark, what? I, I applaud the heart. Mark graduates, has a Sam Adams, and just lets it roll on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, lets it go. I love it. Like a, I'm like an old man in a young man's body. I just have all these <laughs> thoughts. My and, games, and I'm done holding back. I'm coming for you. Had enough. <laughs> I'll just take my Guardians of the Galaxy and and play it by myself in single player, and I'll be happy. Yeah. So here you goes you, Mark. Mark. Mark Hughes' twisted sister. We're not gonna take it. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is I guess not my Jordan year because I'm turning 24, but 24 <laughs> is gonna be a big one, boys. I'm. Hey, man, it's like it's like Blink 182 said. No one likes you when you're 23. Yep, I think so. I'm gonna delay that a year, and I'm just gonna. No one's yeah. gonna like me when I'm 24 because I'm. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'm going to be coming in hot, hot take after hot take. Like you didn't ask for my opinion, but you're going to get it anyway. That's right. I'm just putting it out there. I'm put. I'm letting it all hang out. (laughs) I think he's cracked open a second set. Hey man, you hear it in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Had enough. Got something else I want to talk about. Yep this uh, this podcast (laughs) is not going where you thought it was. Oh and man! Most of our uh, episodes do not go where we think they're going. So uh, that's, that's true. The, that's the appeal. Yep. Is it? <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell myself. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going with it. Yep. It's uh, it's it's an educational podcast. I mean, you come in, you learn a little bit about what's going on in the gaming world, but then yeah. you learn a lot about the three of our worldviews. That's true. Probably yeah, probably more than <laughs> I expected to share. Just have a Sam Adams, dude. It'll yeah, yeah. Well, I'm about to take my extra extra strength Tylenol from my back, so yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go crazy and pop a Benadryl too, and just start talking Uh-oh. real crazy. Popping benzos. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, we gotta steer this thing back on track. <laughs> yeah. Back, well, I don't even know how how to get there. Well, I have another wild story. If okay. You guys- if we want to keep it, if we want to keep the heat up, let's do it. <laughs> Might as well. So, um, for the first time in about a uh, about eight years, yeah, um, the Xbox is outselling the PlayStation in Japan. Um, this hasn't happened since the launch of the Xbox One, and uh, you know, all those years ago. Wow. Um, and what's actually interesting. What I found interesting, the total sales of um, the at every Xbox console starting twenty years ago with the with the granddaddy to today 
uh, Xbox consoles have only sold 2.3 million units in Japan. Oh, um, and to put that in perspective, Switch has sold 20, just the Switch has sold 20 million units. Wow. Um, and, uh, and, and a million, 1,616,128 of those Xbox sales were the 360 alone. Wow. And the Japanese, they're like, look, say what you will about the Japanese, man, but they are brand loyal. Yep. 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 And I, I think, um, you know, obviously don't, don't quote me on this, but I, I, I feel like the Japanese uh, market is a little bit more focused on like the, uh, the handheld gaming. Um, so I think, you know, obviously Nintendo being a Japanese company um, probably plays for their advantage in that country. Yeah. And um, something like the switch where you can take it on the go or you can play it at home. And it's also um, small. Yep. You know, but what's crazy is, so um, this is just the series S outselling the PlayStation five. It's not including the series X. Um, but according this is data coming from uh, Famitsu. Um, mm-hmm. It sold I guess this is last week. Um, the Series S sold 6,120 units, while, uh, whereas the PS5 and the PS5 Digital Edition sold a combined units of 2,693. And then it, it goes on to say, for comparison, last week, the PlayStation 5 sold, and it doesn't distinguish between if it's both of them, but I'm assuming it is. Um, PlayStation 5 sold almost 50,000 units, and the Series S only Whoa. sold 10,000. And the Series X sold 3,500 units last week and only sold 105 units this week. Whoa. So it's kind of like, it's kind of crazy. That I is mean, weird. That's very I wonder, weird. I wonder what, the place. you know, aspects of this have to do with like uh, supply and demand. That's what I was going to ask, Ryan. Yeah, is, like, does like it have to do with, there. yeah, does it have to do with the PS5 shortage? It, because the, remember, there was a big... Well, I won't say big, but there was a few weeks where like you could readily buy a Series X. Like I yep. walked into stores and saw several on the shelf. Yep. Um, I've yet to see that with the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, this article that so the article is coming from Video Games Chronicle, but they're referencing their all their data from Famitsu. And they um mentioned that they do mention that um the supply is probably playing a, a part in that. Um which I think it's it's kind of interesting um, that even in Japan the PS5 is still hard that hard to get your hands on. Huh. Yeah, that is unique. And what else is interesting to me is that um, so this is a tweet that this has linked that this article has linked. It says since the Xbox Series S launch, less than ten titles have boxed copies in Japan. Even multi-platform games like uh, Resident Evil 8 and Elden Ring <laughs> do not have boxed Japan version, Japanese versions. Um, it just says, with the lack of retail presence, it makes sense for Microsoft, Microsoft to shift focus to digital, to digital and Game Pass in Japan. Uh, so I guess in Japan, like they're they don't have they don't have physical copies of Xbox games. I don't I don't know That's if they have physical weird. copies of PlayStation or Switch games, but I guess I just assumed that they did. That's really bizarre. Yeah. So I don't know how I'd feel about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, maybe in Japan, they don't have a, they don't put an emphasis on, like, you know, I, I know uh, in the past, we've all had, you know, gave our opinions on what, you know, we like having physical copies, whether it's to, um, you know, just to have a physical copy and, and be able to play it and not be tied to, you know, to, to be dependent on X, or Microsoft or whoever servers mm-hmm. um, or like Ryan has um, stated before, you, you can find pretty good deals usually on physical copies that you're, you're never going to see on, you know, the PlayStation store or the Microsoft store. Um, so it's, but it's interesting that less than 10 titles have that option in Japan at all, at least on the Xbox. That's wild. That's yeah. You know, I, at least much- I will say that there are, I have started to see more sales online. Like, you know what I mean? Like the PlayStation store has been doing a lot more kind of like steam does, you know what I mean? You, you get these random sales now. That used to not be a thing, so maybe yeah. maybe that's starting to trend. Yeah, it used to never be a thing. Like you'd be paying for a seven-year-old game digitally, full price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think Steam is um, a large part. I think they're a big factor to think in. Um, you know, like Microsoft and Sony, they have summer sales now, and they have. Yep. Not to the same extent, but they have Christmas sales. Um, well, they Mike or uh, Sony right now has a like a spring sale going on. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I I know I've mentioned before that I really don't play. You know, I've got the Series X, but I've I don't use the disc drive much because you know I have Skyrim, for example, on disc. But once you have it installed, because it's on Game Pass, you don't even have to put the disc in. Right. Um. So that's kind of nice, but um. If if that trend continues and Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo, and Nintendo, even though I don't expect Nintendo to do it, um, if that is kind of what they start cycling to, I could definitely see myself being like, no, I don't need physical copies. Um, but you do still run into problems like Xbox or Microsoft just had huge issues about a week ago or so. Um, with their servers and people were not uh, able to play any of their games um, unless it was a physical copy. And yep, I mean, you couldn't get on that. the store or anything. Um, so your console was basically useless um, until they figured that out, which is, I guess, always a risk. Yeah, that's a, that is a scary thing. Like you don't really own your games if they're, if they're digital, like they could just vanish. Yeah. I don't know why I'm more nervous about them doing that on console than I am pc like i guess because pc i can literally just copy the file and well one thing i was thinking of um it'll kind of jump us to to one of my next topics though if you guys don't mind that's fine um so do you remember whenever they they quit making ncaa football games like 2013 or 14 it was i think it was yep but basically that's like a rare game now and like people pay top dollar for that. Um, so FIFA is actually changing the name of their game to EA Sports FC starting in 2023. Now that, that that's okay. because um, apparently I have an article on this, but uh, let me give you the exact number. Oh man, where'd it go? 
anyway, basically they were paying for the name license and all it offered them in the game was obviously the use of the name FIFA and that there was a world cup every four years in the game. Wow. And it was okay. Yeah. So they want to charge $1 billion every four years. To Get use out the name. of here. Get so, out of here. The reason I bring this up is, is FIFA 22 going to be one of those games that people want? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, should you buy a physical copy? Should you buy a physical copy? Or, I mean, it's free on PS Plus right now. Yeah. But at what, what day do they take it away? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, so I saw this announcement um, not long after they announced it. Um, and people on Reddit were already saying like this new name is garbage and you know it sounds I mean it's it's a mouthful, but you know, I, I don't think in two years everyone's gonna be calling it what what'd you say it was, Ron? EA football EA Sports FC. FC. Yeah, I mean, I think you know by twenty twenty four we'll have like you know a shorthand version. Um but I feel like people are still gonna just call it FIFA. Yeah, I mean <sighs> Well, yeah, I mean, you don't sit around and say, do you want to play EA Sports FC? Exactly. <laughs> That's not going to happen. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. There's going to be a little German man jump through the window and make you <laughs> cut him a check for saying FIFA. I do um, – I got to say, I don't blame EA, though, for not wanting no, to pay a billion dollars. A I mean, billion you, dollars for a name? Here's my only thing. Will EA take the money that they're saving and invest it in this game? No, no. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you that a hundred percent with confidence. And they're probably not gonna come you know, on, guys. Disperse that no, that's extra going money straight, to employees. That's going straight to Andrew Wilson. Yep. <laughs> yep. His little smug face. He probably uh, would have paid like nine hundred million dollars for it. When it got up to a, a billion, billion he, that was a that was a, like come on too now. far. Yeah, that that's my Christmas bonus. Like, yeah. what's crazy yeah, is they far. are making that kind of money to be able to have paid it this long. Yeah, all off of like microtransactions. Yeah, I mean, this game started in like the nineties. <laughs> they yeah. used the name FIFA. Yeah, sure well, they weren't paying for it back then. Micah, you make a good point though. The, I wonder, you know, under the name FIFA and microtransactions. I wonder if they had to give a certain or if they had a deal to set up a certain percentage because I mean they're paying. I bet they had to. So now um, that it's going to be EA Sports FC, um, that they're not going to be tied to, uh, you know, a, a deal to use the name no. uh, or anything. If the so. the only the only money they'll have to disperse is if they maintain a uh, relationship with the. Um, professional football players association like to have like real players in their game i think well, if they get oh sorry go ahead ryan i oh, know go ahead mark i was just gonna say i think if they don't and they can't use you know charlotte fc just got a team so or charlotte just got a team um and if you know we can't play as you know christian fuchs or ben bender um and we're playing as like i don't know huckleberry finn or you know now Tom, Dick, or Harry, uh, yeah. it makes the game significantly less interesting. It, it does say that the players, teams, and stadiums will remain. All right. So they still have do have a deal then with, yes. I guess, individual clubs. So they'll probably be paying them some money. Yeah. 
Uh, here's my wild idea that I thought about. So do you remember Tiger Woods used to be the king of EA Sports golf? Oh, yeah. And just recently, EA Sports lost the license for PGA. And 2K Sports, I believe it is, swooped in and took over that franchise. Mm-hmm. So does something, someone like a 2K Sports swing in and, and buy FIFA? FIFA? And they literally have the name FIFA. <laughs> and they could offer less than a billion. Yeah. Mm, that's a good point, Ryan. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so then you have EA Sports FC and FIFA, and then people are super confused. It's FIFA like, 2K23. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know what, though? I, Ryan, I bet you just spoke something into existence. Uh if that's the case, though, I mean, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I like to see EA sweat, and so do I. Hey, competition's good. That's what I'm saying. NFL next. Yeah, as long as we don't have like Tom Brady's football 23, then <laughs> no, I won't they, no, man. They can <laughs> keep it. The king is always going to be Doug Flutie's maximum football. I <laughs> Amen. I, I would take Doug Flutie's maximum football over Tom Brady's the Warren Moon edition. Oh. Yeah, I'll, I'll play maximum football any day of the week before I play Tom Brady's. <laughs> Tom Brady's Flop Fest 2023. Now, there's, that... a, there's a dedicated button to whine to the refs. Oh. <laughs> yep. I like it. I like it. Press Y to deflate the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, we lost all of our Tampa Bay fans. Yep. You know uh, what? I don't, as a Panthers fan, who cares? don't let the door hit you yeah, on the way Get out of here. Get out of here. You're trash and your city's trash. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm joking. I, I literally just got back from Tampa um, a couple weeks ago. I was in training down there. Uh, <laughs> and you're glad you're back. It's a lovely <laughs> airport. It's a lovely airport. Uh, the rest of it, you can keep it. Wow. Oh. Dang, that, would, that hurts if you're at airports, what you write home about. Yeah, it's a nice airport. but uh, Oh, yeah. man. I'm going to have to steer this podcast back on track again. I was in St. Pete's. It was far better than Tampa. Yeah, that's where the Fountain of Youth is supposed to be, right? Anyway. Well, it is. here's something that I learned when I was there the last day. So I stayed down the street within like a city block away from the hotel where the horse head scene in The Godfather was filmed. Wow. that. Yep. And you can stay in that room. It's I don't know. $5,000 a night. What? Yep. It is $5,000 a night. It's at a hotel called the Don Cesar. And uh, that room is like a big penthouse. Basically, it's the top floor of the hotel. It's all one room. And it's yours. $5,000 a night, right? So the guy who was driving us, we have he has 100% knowledge that that room is empty most of the time, but he knows for a fact who stayed in it last. Would anyone like to venture a guess? Hmm. I don't have a clue. Yeah, I don't I don't even know. Doug Flutie. <laughs> uh no, but you got half of his initials, right? It is the Donald. The Donald stayed up there. Oh man, I was $5, I was gonna guess. tonight. It was great. It was great. <laughs> Not a very sad hotel, very good hotel. <laughs> uh no, but he stayed up there like a couple weeks before we were there. But anyway, that yeah, that's my little side. I, we got off track. Let's get back on track. Sorry. 
Oh, all right. Well, I'll steer us back. Um, so PlayStation Plus, we did get some updates on that. Right. That list is impressive. So, yeah, they on the PlayStation blog, there's actually a full list of the new, all new PlayStation Plus, which is still kind of confusing. I wish they yeah, would have named it yeah. a little bit different, but it is what it is. I wish they had made it more clear, like what happens if with your the time you already have on like a current PlayStation yeah. Plus membership. One of the like, things I did want to bring up, though, is the classic games from PS1. Yeah. What's your opinion on that? Um, Ape, Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, yep. IQ Intelligent, uh, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter. Siphon Filter. Siphon Filter. <laughs> I've talked about that before, I think, on the podcast, but I am super excited for that one. Yeah. Uh, Super Stardust, Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms World Party, and Worms Armageddon. Yep, Worms Armageddon. That's where it's at. So, uh, it's different. It is different. Uh, some of the games I, are cool, but there's, like, some glaring omissions. Like, the original Metal Gear, or Metal Gear Solid, mm -hmm. or... Final Fantasy Seven, but there right. are quite a bit of, you know, not classic games. Like the list right. that are not classic games, kind of make up for it. Yeah, it's pretty extensive. Yeah, uh, and then you get uh, timed demos on exclusives like right. um, Horizon uh, Forbidden West that you can take your save with you. So literally, it's the whole game. You just got a time limit, and then if you decide you like it, you can take your save and continue on uh, after you purchase it. That's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, it's got demon souls you, mm -hmm. you know, you and, got and the ghost. remake. Yeah. You got yeah. Ghost on there. I mean, yep. uh, miles Morales. Yep. Uh, there, there's one on there that um, I hadn't actually never heard of, but it's part of one of my favorite playstation series and that is infamous first light um oh nice i don't even know how, i don't i don't know how i haven't heard of this because i you know heard a second son played mm -hmm. the 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 first one was the first game i ever played on my playstation 3 on christmas day the year i got it oh um, nice so that one has a special place in my heart but um i don't know I, i'm always happy to see infamous getting some getting a little love mm-hmm so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited for all these on here. Definitely going to give us something to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, it's a pretty impressive list. Um, I know you just mentioned Miles Morales and um, the un all of the Uncharted games um, yep. from mm -hmm. 1 to Lost Legacy to Thief's End. Um, that's, that's pretty big, I think. Um, yeah. Valhalla is on there. Yeah, AC Valhalla, yep. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yep. and it's the director's cut too, so that comes with the expansion. Yeah, I mean, that's you got to tip your hat there. Um, yeah. I think they said uh, Ragnarok will also be on it. I don't know if it's going to be day one, but it will be on it. And good news for you guys uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is also available. Oh, great. Yay. I'm going to play that specifically for the <laughs> online portion. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been holding out on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so that's pretty exciting. 
Yeah, uh, I'm, what I'm is looking it, forward to it. Thirteenth or something like that. Yeah, not not far away. Fifteenth, something like that. Yeah, not not far away at all. It's uh, I I like. I'm gonna. I'm sure we're gonna see articles uh, when it releases in Asia. I'm sure some of these gaming journalists have like Japanese PlayStation accounts that they're gonna be able to access it on. So I'm interested to see how the cloud gaming works, how the streaming works, mm-hmm. um, because that's really cool. Is this, are you guys upgrading or is it already out that you can upgrade to this plan so you get it day one or you got, I guess I'm asking, are you guys planning to to jump in as soon uh, as it's available? You're automatically enrolled in the extra, I believe. Yeah, if you, if you have an, if you have a um, active one, yes, I think you get the remainder of your dot of your time on the extra tier. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, I might, I might pay the difference just to check out the, what, what is it? The, what's the unlimited one? The premium premium. Yeah. I might, I might just, I might check out the premium just to see. Yeah. I'm interested to see like the classic games and how they stream and stuff. We'll, we'll have to keep everybody updated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, a long time coming. I think it's good. It's going to be good for for everybody that both these platforms now have this type of subscription service because that just means they're going to have to compete and, and try to offer better incentives. So, gosh, I'm never going to have to buy a game again. Uh, it's going to get to that point, which I'm okay with. Yeah, I, I'm okay with as long as it's still a reasonable price and they don't start adding stuff in like ads. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's the scary thing. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but that's that's scary. That's a yeah, that's a whole another conversation. Yeah, yeah. You really want me coming in hot that day? You wait till ads get added to games. Oh yeah, I won't even have to have a Sam Adams. Oh, no, me. I'm, I'll have to have one to calm down just so I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm in well, too hot. Well, Michael, let me ask you this. I see you've been playing NBA 2K22. Yes, that was a game that initially had ads in it. <sighs> yeah. So what got you into nba 2k22 and how is it okay so uh co-worker of mine good friend of mine ryan uh another ryan he's a little older so we'll call him ryan the elder uh <laughs> he he got me into it he plays it a lot and he saw that it was coming on game pass and he knows i'm a big game pass geek uh play games that i usually don't play so he sent me a text to let me know it was on there. And because we we had had a conversation that the last basketball video game that I played, and this is the this is true. The last basketball video game that I have played before NBA 2K22 was NBA Jam on wow. the Super Nintendo. <laughs> okay. You weren't even playing basketball, man. No, I know it was <laughs> two on two, um, but that was the last basketball game I played. Um ever like i'm just i'm not a i'm not a big basketball fan like i'm just not a huge fan of the sport um but anyway so i checked it out and uh i gotta say man like these modern basketball games might be a little too complicated for me like i suck at this game like incredibly bad um but it looks – it's very impressive. It looks great. Um, the controls feel really good. I just don't know – I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and uh, the physics is awesome. Like, the ball bounces and ricochets, you know, pretty realistically. So, um, so far, I like it. I just I'm, – I'm awful at it. 
That's fair. Um, I think the last one I played was 2K18. I've been wanting to try another one. And it looks like 2K22 is going to be on this new PlayStation streaming. So maybe we can get yeah. in the world. I'll tell you, man, the, I'm playing the My Career. And the My Career is is pretty cool. Um, I think that the character and, like, the voice that your character has and the lines and the interactions are incredibly cheesy and annoying. Um, but the game mode itself is pretty cool because you can declare to college, you can go to the G League, or you can go straight to the NBA. Um, you got a lot of like this open world city to like roam around in sort of it's like a, it's like a hub world it's like a hub world right so it's like an open city that you just like ride a skateboard or a bike around and you like go to like street uh, courts and you go to like the gym and you can buff your attributes that way you can complete quests for vc which is their virtual currency and then you use that to like increase your attributes um you can because it's 2k22 you can of course purchase vc to boost your attributes so you could be 99 immediately um, of course but uh most of it most of the, my career is you know you grinding up to level 99 um so i guess if you like basketball it's it's one of those it's a really good game um, i'm not a huge basketball fan so i'm just kind of dabbling in it right now um but i could see where if you're like a diehard basketball fan this would be a game that, in my opinion, is is a better – it does more justice to basketball than Madden does to football. I'll put it that way. Well, that doesn't take much. No, it really <laughs> – not anymore. doesn't at all. So, have you seen ads? Uh, I have not seen ads, like, coming up on, like, loading screens or anything. But, like, some of the quests that you do to earn VC is, like, ad-related. So, one of them had me go and meet Jake from State Farm. And, like, it was, like, a really, like, awkward, like, State Farm commercial. But if you go and listen to, the listen to like, the spiel, you get, like, a thousand VC and, like, a State Farm shirt you can wear. So, there's definitely product placement. Like, the gym is called the Gatorade Gym. Um like you know it's it's obvious that there were that there were more ads than there are now in the game does that make sense like yeah. you can kind of tell that it was set up to be like really like commercial and i don't know it it, it still kind of feels a little scummy but there's no like ads that play they're unskippable that would be if that was present in the game i would just uninstall it um it's not worth that have you attained international rap startup? <laughs> uh, probably to no one's surprise, no, I have not. Uh, and I'm not even going to go for that. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, we'll leave it there. It's, it's not my <laughs> cup of tea. That's fair. Um, well, Micah, just kind of to play off of yours, um, I've been playing FIFA 22 because it was the free PS plus game. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it's, it's similar. Um, what I really like about it is the career mode and you can, you know, you negotiate all your contracts, all your players, things like that. Right. That's what I really enjoy about it. Actually like leading a team. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, obviously I feel it's much better than Madden. Um, it's a game you can put some time into. 
Right. I will say FIFA 22, what I'm running into is I was playing on one difficulty on 21, and I cannot play on that difficulty in 22. So the oh. mechanics have really changed. Um, it looks fantastic. Um, so I'm still learning where I'm at in the difficulty. I dropped down one, and it seems like it might be a little too easy. So I got to either get better or try and figure some yeah. sliders out. You know what yeah. I mean? Find the sweet spot. Does but, it? Um, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. I was just going to ask, um, does it have haptic feedback? It does. Interesting. It's not significant, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it looks much better than 21, I will say. Yeah, you boys have got me itching to jump into some NHL 22. I think that just hit <coughs> Game Pass this week. <coughs> yeah, I'm probably going to check that one out next. I've, I've started playing a little bit of that, but not a lot of hours in it. Um, it looks <laughs> great. The, um, the ice looks fantastic. That's what I've heard. And I, I did play a little bit of NHL 19 a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I'm, I'm not even going to lie here. It was way freaking harder. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm used to like Madden, like you click a, you hit a, and your guy, I mean, it's simple. I mean, you don't have to think much, but, um, it, it's tough. Um, and, and yeah. F, you know, FIFA is not, it not, it's not intuitive to, you know, like when I first started playing it, uh, Ryan, when Ryan got me into it, you know, back in FIFA 14 or whatever, um, I had no idea what I was doing because um, I did I wasn't into soccer. Um, but I feel like if you understand a little bit of soccer, FIFA, you can enjoy it. Um, but NHL, it, it's tough. It was hard. Yeah, that's how NBA 2K is. It's like it's more of a simulation than a sports game. Mm-hmm. Like you really got to know what you're doing. So I guess I'll I guess I'll try NHL this week and I'll, I'll report back. Keep the sports train going. Yeah. Let's do that. Mark, what have you been getting into? Well, like I said, I haven't played too much of anything. Um, but for graduation, my parents did give me a couple D&D books. So I got uh, the Dungeon Master's Sick. Guide. I know. I was very excited. I got Let's the DM go. Guide. Let's um, go, Mark. I want to roll up my character. Dude, I know. Please. Uh, I want to play again. I got to say, uh, they got me Descent into Avernus. Um, oh, nice. Which... Uh, yeah, I, I, um, you know, I, I, I love the city of Baldur's Gate and Candlekeep and, uh, just what little bit of the OG Baldur's Gate games I've played. Um, the fact that, uh, it's not, those locations aren't featured heavily into in Avertus. Um, but the fact that you go, you're in Baldur's Gate and you go to Candlekeep, I was like, yo, that's really cool. Um, and reading a little bit of this book. Man, it's tough to decide. Like, do I want to run Strahd as a DM or do I want to run Avernus? Yeah. Um, I've never, I haven't, I haven't played either of those. Um, but the uh, there was a there's another one. It's not Avernus. <sighs> Princes of the Apocalypse. All right, that's another fifth edition adventure, mm-hmm. and it's it's like kind of like you said it goes to old school locations it's basically a fifth edition update to the original um uh temple of elemental evil uh adventure for second edition D. but yeah you go to like a lot of those like key locations from those old games i used to play in 
that's that's really cool yeah um so reading through avernus and just you know getting that dnd bug again um i jumped into some more pillars of eternity this week and uh i i really didn't play much um i did a Oh man, what is that? What is that group called in Defiance Bay? Is it uh, Knights of Citadel or Knights of the Citadel? That sounds right. Or Crucible. They they they're in Crucible Keep. I know that. Um, or Knights of the Crucible. I don't know. But anyways, I did their first quest, um, which was pretty cool, and um, you know, kind of get to see a little bit of how the factions work. Um, and then I went to the Temple of Wodaka did that um haven't gone back into the dungeon to actually get into the temple yet mm-hmm. um but then i was going to do the quest where you have to help the lady um i guess regain her confidence to light the sacred flames of in in, in um copper lane and in, in defiance bay mm-hmm. so i went out to the location i'm like level five at this point um i went out to the location on the map that you got to go to after you talk to some people in the uh, expedition hall and like up until this point i mean the game's been tough but like general combat you know i the game is set up to where you could basically you could run a wizard with heavy armor and a sword if you wanted to right and it's supposed to work so combat hasn't been too big of a deal um but i i walked in i got to this new map location literally took like three steps and no joke, like four or five drakes and young drakes just like swarmed my party. Oh my god! Freaking um, zarthips, I think is what they call them, like little goblins. Yes, yeah. and um, a like flame eternal, just like like swamped what my the party. Heck? Yeah, so I was like, okay, so reloaded the game, um, and basically like every time I, I would defeat one enemy, like I had to like basically draw them as carefully as I could um every time i killed one enemy i would like save so i wouldn't lose that progress and, <laughs> and then you go into this cave and you're fighting some zarthips and uh you basically walk into this like platform and this boss which is a drake um accuses you of being there to steal what she calls her spark which you're definitely there to steal but i was like i'm yeah. gonna lie to I'm her not, and tell not her stealing I'm, your spark yeah i mean i was it. i was like you can keep your spark i'm here for a totally different reason but she doesn't believe you so then she attacks you and like three or four more drakes attack you, some Zarthips attack you, some more flame eternals attack you. So I didn't last long at all. Um, Dang, man. The game swiftly reminded me that it is um it can be way more challenging um than you might give it credit for. Just so smack you back down. Yeah, it'll, it'll, and it's like no. Yeah, just when you're starting to like be like, okay, I kind of get it. Uh it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. And so I, I left, I was like, you know what? I'll, I might have to come back and do this at a higher level, whatever it happens. So I was going to go do, um, I think her name is Sagani. She's like a dwarf ranger. Um, oh, the one with the wolf or whatever. Yeah. 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 I was, I was going to go do her quest where you basically have to go find these cliffs of, and, and experience this vision or to go to the cliffs that she saw in this vision. So I went to where I thought it was and um, I was walking down the map. And like a, a some feral druids were standing in a circle, and I was like, "All right, you know what? I didn't learn my lesson from last time, so I'm just gonna attack these guys." <laughs> and just barely made it through that. Um, got my team healed up, and then like literally like six lions attack me and like basically whittle me right back down. So I had to take a break after that. Uh, <laughs> I did level up to level six though, 
And nice. so little little progress was made okay. and swiftly retreated to Defiance Bay and saved and quit because I was just like, ah, you ever get there like in one of those like, I don't know about you, um, but in like those like story heavy RPGs, if if I get like swamped at a part, like I kind of immediately lose the desire to keep to really keep dumping time into it. I got to take a break. Like, I agree yeah, with that. yeah, because it gets at that point it gets confusing. Yeah, and then you start. Like, well, I can't like, do that, Chris. So let me try this other one. And then you get smacked down there. Then then you feel like, well, maybe I'm just totally under leveled to do anything. Yeah, and it's like you kind of don't know where to go. Like, I, yeah, you know, at least in Defiance Bay, I know I'm safe, which is. You know, but you can only do so much in the right. and before you got to move on. And I'm like one of those. It's like I like to do as many. I like to make sure I do as many side quests as I can um, before I like hit the main quest, so I don't lock myself out of like side content. Right. Um. But I get. I don't know. Sometimes I think you might. I, I might just have to move on with the story and leave it behind. But so. <laughs> I have, to, I have to pick that one up another day. But that that nice. kind of just took it out of me. Yeah, yeah, it's it is a brutal game. So good though. I mean, Obsidian has I, they earned my respect way back in the day with New Vegas. Um, but they they really do continue to just surprise me with the quality of, especially their writing. Um, if nothing else, I feel like they are just they their games constantly just have like just S tier writing and dialogue options yeah i agree and the companions are always interesting yeah and like i i think that they're i mean bethesda bethesda is great at world building um and i i love elder scrolls and the fallout games that bethesda has made but i think obsidian just nails like the immersion factor and making you feel like you are your character or you are the leader of this party and they and they also incorporate like goofiness really well into the games too, which right. is always yeah. welcome. It doesn't feel out of place. Yeah, yeah. It always is, is they're just right on the money every time, I feel like. Yep. So but that's literally it. That's all I've been playing. Yep. Well, that's it for me. Mike, is there anything that you wanted to? Yeah, I'm gonna talk about one thing. I'm gonna save the other two for next week. Um because we're kind of running close on time here. But so, Mark, we'll discuss Guardians of the Galaxy next week. Um, okay. And I'll also discuss another, like, probably one of the weirdest games I've ever played in my life ever. Uh, it's a game called <laughs> Hylix 2. Um, we're going to talk about that next week. That game is bananas. Um, but I played through and beat the newly released Trek to Yomi game that came out. Um, it was uh, launched day one on Game Pass, and it is a imagine like a two D Ghost of Tsushima. Um, that's literally what interesting Trek to Yomi is. Yeah, you play as a samurai uh, who is on like a quest of vengeance uh, to defeat this bandit warlord that had that had attacked your village and killed your master years ago, uh, and then attacks your village again uh, as an adult and. Uh, you uh, actually end up becoming uh, mortally wounded uh, in the story. And the most of the story takes place in Yomi, which is the Japanese underworld. So there's a lot of like supernatural elements. You fight like 
Ure and like Oni Demons and stuff like that. And uh, it's really good. It's fantastic. Um, it's a very short game. Uh, I'll probably beat it in about, oh, eight to 10 hours. Um, oh, wow. But there are three different quote unquote paths you can take. Um, and it's supposed to give you a different experience or a slightly different experience. So um, there is a new game plus and, and uh, replayability, but I will say if you, if you have a chance to check it out on game pass, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it came on um, PlayStation, but if you get a chance, download it, it's not that big of a file and it's a really, really neat samurai game. Yeah. I, I saw this was released on game pass. Um, and actually I think you had mentioned it before, um so i thought about you as soon as i saw it and i was i was interested to, to hear if you had played it yeah yeah Did you beat it yeah that's uh yeah. that's pretty high marks i feel like yeah if i play through if i play through a game in like a weekend and i beat it then that means it's pretty good because i i'm notorious uh as our real og listeners know for uh, jumping back and forth between games it seems like it was pretty short though. Yes, it was. That was a huge saving grace for me. It, it uh, but I will say this too, the, the story and all the um, locations that you go to are interesting enough that it, it absolutely kept my interest. I could have played another 10 hours and would have been okay. Maybe there'll be a, a check to you. You me too. There absolutely needs to be. Um, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. Good. That's awesome. I'll have to, I'll definitely check it out then. Um, you know, being on game pass in a short game, it's like right up my alley these yep. days. Yep. And it's, and it's one of those, it's got like a simple combat system, uh, kind of like easy to pick up, hard to master. <laughs> but it's, uh, uh, it's dead. If you die, is it really punishing? Uh, you, well, you kind of save your progress by praying at these shrines. And it just makes you reload at the previous shrine. Now, okay. if you are playing through a, like a section of the level and you get to the end of a section and you die, then you got to play through that entire section again. So it can be punishing. Um, but as long as you keep a lookout for the shrines and you, and you pray at them regularly, you're, you'll be okay. It's not like a Sifu type experience where you're just getting, you know, the, absolute crap kicked out of you all the time but um it is it is challenging enough it it was uh it was good well sounds like a good week of gaming yeah it was it was an excellent week always is well fellas thank you for joining us yeah absolutely welcome back and we'll uh we'll do it again next week sounds good see you Talk to you in a bit. Bye.